Hello and welcome to episode two of the Krebcast. I am your host, Chris Minkins fan. With me are the boys. Brody Rack Rocks, say hello. Hello. Kevin the Golden Bolt, say hello. Hello. Hi. And Trav the Trav Guy, that Trav Guy. Hello. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, <okay. Great. laughs> well, oh, hey, how's it going, everybody? Hey. Jinx. We're back. If you missed the first episode, there are people on that. There are people here that weren't on that, including me. So I think what we're going to do today is first up, me and Brody are going to say who we are and justify our existence to you, the listener. And then after that, we're heading into E3 season, which we can only call E3 season because that's kind of the name for it, even though E3 has been dead for like, what, three years now? So we're going to talk oh about game God. showcases in general, but under the E3 umbrella, just because we it, all know what that means. It's like how Band-Aids, it's an official brand. E3 is a brand, but it's lost all meaning. It took me such a long time to know Cheers. that bandage was the word and not Band-Aid. Right? All right, chapstick? Yeah, because it's a band hyphen aid. Yeah, it just made sense to me. Just like, like spider hyphen man. That one I still forget. So yeah, That one I'm not okay with. If you if you spell it Spider-Man, you're a bad person. I'll, I'll say it. <laughs> Hydrosity. So, Chris, who are you? Tell us a little about yourself. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, I exist. First off, that feels like an accomplishment. I'm a bull, secondly. And <laughs> the third what? thing about me... Oh, I'm a bull? Can we finally explain what a bull is? Because we didn't explain it last episode. I was sitting there watching Nico. I'm like, he sure is saying that Philadelphian slang that even I didn't really ever bother to ask what it means, huh? <laughs> it it's so for those that don't know, it's short for uh, boolean var variable, which is uh, a variable that's either true or false. Those are the Wait, two settings that it has. That's what it's short for. No, you didn't know. Oh, I made that up. I don't God know why you listen to me. God damn it! Every time I, you're so convincing. I had a gut God feeling that he was that. bullshitting, so I'm just like, yeah, I'm not going to say anything. I was even sitting here like, I mean, sure, you know. So, Chris, you're a bull. What what else are you? Wait, we didn't acknowledge it. Oh, well, I'm also... Um, I wear many different hats. I am a YouTuber. I'm now a podcaster. I'm an editor for you, specifically once in a while. I go to Sonic Retro forums and moderate, and I don't enjoy doing any of these things, but I show up for them, so that's wow. pretty cool. I have the... Uh the the distinction of being i think the first person to recognize the origins of both your brand name and brody's brand name so this is a good pairing oh god i've never bothered to ask what brody's is i'm excited for uh, that. it's it's a it's a secret no you can't figure it out it's impossible i'm gonna i'm gonna you need to decipher it. <laughs> i'm gonna ring it out of you if kevin can't basically though i'm chris meekness fan meekness being a greek island pretty cool um, I'm a fan of it. Never been there. But if a Why did you choose that Greek island? Uh, well, you see, Trav. Were you looking you played... for Greek islands, or did you just like how it sounded? Have you ever played Sonic Unleashed? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's the most, like, Not oh, since I was, like, 12. I didn't have any cognizance back then. Okay, do you remember that first stage? It's, like, a nice, you know, area of white yeah, buildings. Yeah, the one that goes, da 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 da, da da Wait, that's front uh, forces. Um... Please don't mention that game to me right now. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about Hoopistang, Chris. Basically, I was signing up for a Sonic forum, and I needed a username, right? Because the one I had, they were like, eh, we don't like the usernames that are too Sonic-y, right? Too Sonic the Hedgehog-y. So I was like, oh, I'll pick the real world name for the first stage I like. And then I 
did and pronounced it incorrectly for like four years. I always called it Mykonos. I forgot about that fart. That, Kevin that pointed fart? it out. Fart. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's fine. I, I forgot like about that fart. 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 Yeah, I, I, was I have like, a question about that. Yes. Okay. Hi, if, you in the back. I, more of a more of a hypothetical. If you had to pick a stage from Sonic Forces to do this exercise with, um, and you can't call it by the stage name, you have to call it by its real life equivalent. Um, Amsterdam fan. Okay. And and what stage is that in? Forces? Oh, have really you heard? Have you heard question. of City? It's called City. Have you heard of City? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're too in it. We're too niche down already. We're too sonky. <laughs> so yes, that's me. That's why I'm here. That's why my username is an island. It's bad SEO, and uh, now we're here. That's that's me. Yeah. Uh, the fun part of so from my perspective, I'll tell this story, and then we'll go to Brody and and yes. maybe unveil his brand name uh, to the world. Uh, I remember at one point very quickly, I kind of thought like, that's just Apatos. Right. Like I knew what Mykonos was. I didn't realize off the top of my head. I had assumed that you had Googled it and found out the pronunciation. So I was like, oh, I guess Mykonos does make sense. Uh, and then at one point it clicked in my head because I was watching American Dad. <laughs> and there's a there's a specific clip where Roger says Mykonos. And it, I think it's one of the Stelio Contos episodes. And that clip played and I immediately messaged Chris and I was like, hey, American Dad just reminded me that your name is completely pronounced wrong for the last seven years. What, yeah. Are you saying Mykonos? Basically, yeah. Mykonos fan, Mykonos. Yeah, it was it was nice. always wrong, which makes it even more ironic, which just makes everything more sad. <laughs> makes it but better. At least we got there at some point, right? Yeah. Um, Brody, do you want us to... to reveal your brand origin or well let me uh let me do my introduction this is yeah, a personal of course. Oh, you don't yes. you don't uh, give you don't tell your best friend to go say hi to your dying mom you don't I, oh well maybe i do <laughs> god hmm. are we not best friends trev <laughs> no i mean i we'd go you together ask, i wouldn't just you send you oh hi dying mom this is my friend kevin <laughs> yeah <laughs> I brought him Brody, with us to make you? this less awkward. Bring me grandkids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Sonny? Um, I am, I am Brody. I am he who is them. Um, I used to do content, and then I talked about Kevin. Uh, I talked with Kevin about Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, I talked about him at length uh, before I ever knew him. No, I talked about. I talked to <laughs> Kevin uh, about Ratchet and Clank one time, uh, and now I'm here. That's that's, that's how I, it happens. That's basically how it is. Um, I I uh, I could say that I stream sometimes, but that hasn't been true in like a year. But I want it to be true, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> so what's stopping you? Um, right now, just my setup. I just gotta. I just gotta. Actually I mean, you went through a move and everything, so you have an yeah. excuse. You had a very active twenty twenty three, so I think we can forgive you. Yeah. You have no um, idea. Okay. <laughs> And now you're here stuck with us doing this, so... Honestly, Brody, it's, a, it's a good time. Brody and Chris were two of the people that were, um, as we mentioned last week on episode one of the Corruptcast, uh, were in the uh, NewTubers reviewer sub room. Uh, NewTubers, for those that uh, didn't listen to last episode, was a Oh, no shit, that, I didn't know Brody was there, too. Uh, yeah, that Moriarty and I had, uh, had created, and we made a Discord room for people uh, within our niche, as we did for other niches uh, of content. And I already knew Chris before that. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, so I, I had brought him into the fold 
Uh, Brody, I believe you just joined and we met organically that way. And the two of you. No, uh, no we actually met in Ant Dude's server. Oh, yeah. Shoot, that's right. Wait, so, so there's more than one? Yeah. No, no, that was the same server. You just didn't pay attention. <laughs> it's the much smaller Ant Dude. I, you haven't heard of I've, I've been here the whole time, Trav. I'm like Humpty Dumpty <laughs> in the first Puss in Boots movie. Cop. Yeah, that, that's that's right. I forgot about that. Um, then then I also brought you into new tubers from there, and you guys became known as the Spyro avatars together. For oh, Chris a while. and I, yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you're still in that server, but I at least still have the Spyro role in new tubers. I, I, I don't think I am anymore. <laughs> Quite coveted. Yeah. <laughs> rare rare role now. So so Brody, uh, also known as Rack Rocks, do you want to? Well, do you, this do you is, want me to tell you, tell them well, what the, the brand what name I'll, is? What is I'll say secret? about this, I'll, I'll, I'll tell the story behind the name and we'll see okay. if people, people will maybe be able to pick it up. Um, oh, so right. I, yeah, <laughs> I just I, remembered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I got, I, when I got my PS3, um, for, for the first time, and I brought, I brought it home in 2000, summer of 2009, uh, uh, just like a month before it dropped by a hundred dollars, it had the big price drop. I got a, I got a fat, I got a PS3 fat right before. And uh, previous, I had to set up my my PlayStation account, and the only PlayStation account I had had before was the one on my my PSP, which was I think I just I think it was JDRC SMB, which was literally just uh, Jack Daxter Ratchet Clank Sly Murray Bentley or whatever. Right? I was just like, oh, PlayStation character, sure, yeah, I'll do that. And then I get my uh, my PS3 and I'm sitting there like, I need a name for this. I don't, I didn't, I just didn't, whatever, for whatever reason, sign in with my PSP account because I just didn't make the connection of, oh, I have to do this. But I had, I was like, oh, a PSN account. I kind of, I'll, you know, let's, what, what, what can I do here? And when I got my PS3, I didn't have any games for it. And the reason was, um, I mean, I was in high school at the time and my dad was very much like, why do you need a PS3? You have a Wii. Um, which is a statement to make, like like every day, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You want me to get a second too. job to buy one of these? What are you doing, son? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, you have a PS2 and a, and a Wii. Why, why do you need a, a, a PS3? On, uh, and I was like, well, it's going to have the new Jack and Daxter game. It didn't never oh. didn't do that. Oh, um, poor soul. Yeah. So when I when I bought my 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 PS3, I was like, oh, it'll be okay that I don't have any games yet because it can play PS2 games. But it'll the be okay. But the specific version of the PS3 fat that I got was not the version that can play PS2 games. So I bring it home. I'm in what, grade nine or ten, and I, I plug it in, and I'm and you know I'm my mom had taken me to to go get it, and I'm all sitting there like I bought like I bought it with my own money, and I'm like haha fuck you dad. Uh, <laughs> oh I'm sorry. As you my, do. My apologies. Um, for the f bomb. Uh, but I'm like haha. Okay, um, but I, I had done I had done all that and I was like, oh yeah, haha! I can, I can play my PS3. It's gonna be awesome. And then I realized I didn't have any games to play on it. And I realized on some level that if my dad found out about that, he'd be very smug about it. Um, so I went to my mom and I'm like, can we go back to Walmart because I need to get a game. I don't have any money for it. I spent all of the money that I currently have on the system. Can you buy me this? So this that is painting a bleak picture. You're like conspiring with your mom to be like, okay, well, if dad finds out I don't have a game, mom, please, we got to go to Walmart. I need I a game. I would not have heard the end of it. I really wouldn't have. And um, But there were no PS3 games, Brody. There, there wasn't, except there was one. 
Oh. Uh, the, the, uh, I was, it was 2009, so three years later, so it wasn't expensive, and I was able to pick up Ratchet & Clank Tools of Destruction. And so oh. Ratchet & Clank Tools of Destruction became the only game I had on my PS3 for, for literally months. And so I, I played the challenge mode on that over and over and over again because it was the only thing I had. Um, and where this is all going is to say that if, if you've been following along and you look at my name... If you've been following it, along, congratulations. <laughs> It should, it should be fairly obvious what my name actually means. But Rack I like rocks. to... I, I knew what it meant, and I'm just going to punch Ray the lead Man. here. Ratchet and Clank rocks, and I knew that, and I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. I didn't know it was so tragic. I didn't know there was like a <laughs> I didn't know, dark I didn't know the full history, but yeah. I remember at one point I was like, your, your name's just Ratchet and Clank rocks, isn't it? And then you were like, I think you're the first person... You were. To have to have connected those things. Yeah, like you're the first person that I didn't have to tell that, like tell anything to to to, to get that. Yeah. So I I'm always, hearing this origin which is probably story. Probably a horrifying moment for the first time, just like everyone else. <laughs> so your dad still loves you? Uh, yeah, he says. Nice, dude. You might yeah. be the first person here with a dead. Yeah, no, honestly, this is like dad issues. The podcast, so hold on to that one, honestly. This is the epitome of daddy issues. Okay. <laughs> except for uh, except for Brody. <laughs> Listen, I got. I, I have. I have. I, I was a. Uh, to, to, to put my issues into perspective, I was a. Uh, Therapy. <laughs> Therapy. <laughs> Let's go. No, I, I have this one statement. It was my. I think it was my Twitter handle for years, which is just. I was a PS2 at mom's, GameCube at dad's kind of kid. Mm. So your dad doesn't like you. GameCube at mom's, <laughs> and I don't know my dad. I, he might have had a PS2. You didn't know. <laughs> Who can say? Yeah, maybe he had a PS2. What can I say? He might have been playing Ratchet and Clank on. He might have been rocking. Um, <laughs> Rack rocks and okay. Who are we? Oh, I guess the next thing we should talk about, going by last week, Kevin. You should ask me how I got in the crub. How did I get in the crub? And is the answer anything other than review and Apex so, Legends? I think the- you were in it before me. I can't remember. Yeah, so. so Chris was one of the the originals in the original Crub Discord server, uh, which was just uh, a thing that we had put together um, for those that didn't listen to last week. The short version was it was a, a group me chat that a uh, few of us had made when we were in college to uh, kind of keep connected with some high school friends. And uh, then from there, it spawned into a Discord thing once we found out Discord existed. And I was like, hey, that's better. And over time, uh, we slowly started adding more people that uh, we felt fit the the tone because you know if you have a group of friends it's always hard to add new people to that group because that might change the vibe so uh, one of the first people if not the first person to come in was Chris because I played Apex Legends with Chris and then I was like hey you should join so we can play Apex Legends together mm-hmm. and that was how Chris met another one of our uh, crew members who's going to be on next week's podcast Justin and we were playing for a while we had a good time <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I got to go to sleep. I work in the morning. Um, I'm going to I'm going to hop off for the night. And then there was silence. I so pushed myself to be a little social because I'm pretty socially backwards and anxious all the time. Right. So I was like, oh, God, this geez. is my worst nightmare. I'm gaming online. A thing I don't do with a guy I don't know just met. Oh, God. So we just kind of played for a while. We were just kind of vibing, you know, going through Apex Legends well, as you so, do. So the, the, the thing that I had before I had left is there was silence after I said, I'm going to hop off. So I was then like, you guys don't have to stop playing. 
like I was trying to like nudge the friends together sort of thing. Cause I was like, that'd yeah. be really awkward. And so now, now, now pick up Chris. Yeah. My mind focused on the personal trauma and forgot the rest there. <laughs> we were just gaming for a while, you know? And after a while I'm like, I guess I should make some conversation with Justin. And I just asked him, I'm like, so worst mistake of my life. <laughs> worst mistake of my life. I was like, so do you know Kevin from YouTube? Cause like, I don't know. I just thought maybe Justin knew you from YouTube. And he was like, Nah, man, I knew him from like college or high school. However, you two met. That's his story to tell. But I was just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. And we've been fast that, friends ever since. I yeah, just and that was like, fun. He, he kind of had the voice, right? And I was like, oh, a lot of people know Kevin because of YouTube stuff. Clearly, Justin must do YouTube stuff. I'm like, yeah, JTAR9. That's a name. Yeah. <laughs> so <sighs> over time, we then brought awesome. in um, we brought in Trav and Brody and and Sean and M. Uh, and that's kind of how the the Crub Core Eight came came to be, along with other people that are also in the server that I aren't part Crub of the Core. the Crub Crew. Um, there is yeah. uh, one other thing that we should probably address, Chris, of our of our friendship, because I started as a fan of yours and FTCRs by way of the Some Call Me Cinematic Universe. I heard you were going to talk about our Apex Legends Hour counts. Oh no! I thought that would no. be the hidden element. We should, that's no, a no, hidden no. information. We should um, not say that. And so I remember following you on FTCR when you had the Learning to Love PlayStation review series. Uh, <laughs> FTCR, for those that maybe aren't familiar, is Find the Computer Room. It's a uh, YouTube channel that uh, sometimes makes content. And uh, that's, <laughs> Long that's, running that's Sonic them. the Hedgehog YouTube channel, basically. Yes. Like 2000s, which is before my time even. Like yeah. it's been around forever. Yeah. And so I always watched uh, FTCR and it's like a lot of let's plays with a bunch of different people talking over discord or Skype or whatever. Mm. And I always watched and I was like, I don't know who any of these people are like by voice yet. Still, I know the British one maybe, but there's two British ones sometimes. So I don't know. Um, they blended together for me, but, I but Chris, but Chris <laughs> at one point uh, <laughs> reviewed some of the like early PlayStation games and then did Ratchet and Clank. And I was like, I, I like Ratchet and Clank and no one talks about these games. And so I started following him there uh, and then he moved it to his own channel, Mykonos Fan. Mm-hmm. And at some point, uh, after being the, 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 the worst kind of commenter, which is the kind that says, I'm going to make a YouTube channel because uh, don't do that. But I did it. <laughs> What's your name attached? With, the account's my gone, name. so I'll say it. it was like your name. And I was just like, this guy yeah. with his full name is commenting on my videos. So I'm like, yeah. All right. I still considered YouTube <laughs> social media at that point, so I didn't think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then. Hey, remember uh, Google Plus, okay? Got it. Yeah, exa- it was a Google Plus hmm. account, actually. Yeah. And so I, uh, I did make that YouTube channel, obviously. And at one point, uh, Chris and I were like mutuals on Twitter. I shot him a DM. And this is how we, we became actual friends, I would say. Uh, this all is I what remember- he moved from, in my eyes, the guy I could count on to comment on my videos from, oh, this guy and I talk. And yeah. you, you hit me up with a pitch for like a co-review kind of thing, right? Or was I, like- it was a co-review of Spyro. It was, it was a Spyro at first because I knew you liked Spyro and I wanted to yeah. get into Spyro. And mm-hmm. then I pitched some other stuff that we didn't end up doing. Uh, we did do the Spyro video eventually. Um, right. We did. But I pitched it to you by sliding into your DMs and saying, uh, forgive me for sliding into your DMs, essentially. It was really and cute. And then I actually. said, slide on in any time, friend. <laughs> How do you remember What does that, that mean? 
well, we, we've cringed yeah, you at know this because that, that's times. something that I would say like fully embraced. Like I, like yeah, slide on in any time, my friend. Oh, like, it was that, embraced. It's just in speak- retrospect, it's funny. Yeah. He's being so earnest and sincere, and I look back on it, and I'm like, who typed that? That's not me. <laughs> that ain't me. So it ain't me. That, and now that's we're how Chris and I very close yeah. friends. <laughs> yeah, after that's all how that, Chris basically. and I became friends was through cringe Twitter DMs. Awesome. Uh, and and pretty close to the same with Brody, uh, where we talked about uh, Ratchet and Clank and other games and stuff, and we clicked. Yeah, and- the the key difference there is that I would come to you talking about videos I was I was going to do or ideas I had, um, and they would never miss. You. Yeah, classic. There fault. was just just hour long hours long conversations yeah. was, about how to how to go about something. There was a point at which you had sent me a script for a video you wanted to do and still maybe want to do about uh, remakes, remasters, remakes. Like 50 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. This is before the internet. If, if it was, if it was during the specific period I'm thinking of, it was January of 2020. It might have been. Oh, All I remember recent. is it was, it felt like a manifesto. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it was the, the most <laughs> post YouTube rambly, uh, I'm I I I know What's what I want to surfaced? say, but I don't have the strength to say it. Uh, <laughs> sort of script where it just started with it's it's so you heard Brody tell a Ratchet story a moment Clank ago. Had a rough transition into yeah yeah, yeah I, I write like I talk. <laughs> yeah, so you, you you heard Brody explain his origin story of his name. It was that, but about the concept of a remake. Uh, for 35 or 40 pages. Yeah, and to touch on what, what Chris briefly mentioned, it was at at some point within this entire thing about uh, video game remakes, there was, I believe I wrote, it wasn't it wasn't 99 Google Doc pages. It was 99, like, Samsung Notes app pages about three episodes of Hunter Hunter where they played volleyball. I thought you were going to say a whole season. No, 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 no. Good lord! It, it was, was three. That... Ep- it was three episodes of Hunter Hunter playing volleyball, criticizing the prison industrial complex. In my in my video game remake video. Okay, it, that it... was in the same video. I thought so. I, I as soon as you said it, I had war flashbacks. <laughs> I think that's where I stopped reading because I was like, I'm done. I I need to. I'm getting a contact awesome. high from reading. This. <laughs> that's how. That's how much was, it was. I was, it was so blitzed that month. Like, <laughs> I, I wish we still had that version of the script, but it's gone. I it might be somewhere in my Google Docs. Maybe will, I might. We will read that on stream at some point. I, if, if I can find it. <laughs> and, and and for those that are listening in the audio realm or watching on YouTube, uh, if you don't know, we actually record these live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash crub underscore official every Tuesday around 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and then the recorded versions for those that are watching live on Twitch, uh, those go live on Fridays, both on all audio platforms as well as YouTube uh, in video form. So uh, it's a fun time. Uh, if you tune into the live Twitch version, there's an exclusive pre and post show where you watch us spend time setting up and, and talking random stuff and hanging out with chat. So it's a good time. Um, you could be here to join in the awe and chat right now. You could see this what live. On, what on earth did Brody do? Because <laughs> yeah. it is unanimous. What on earth happened here? To <laughs> you. I've <laughs> seen at least one release the Brody cut in chat. So. God. God. To to briefly touch on my my mental state during this period, 
Um, oh, my what's a no, that's a yeah, 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 no, it's a, it's gonna get dark. It's gonna get it's gonna get a little dark here, guys. Um, so in November of 2020, my childhood dog say no more. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. my my childhood dog Odie passed away in November of 2020, and I did not take it well. Um, because I had I had literally postponed moving to another city so that I could spend the last years of his of his life with him. Because um, he was he was blind at basically blind at that point, and he was he would get around the house by um, by just muscle memory of of being there so long. So I'm like, I can't take you to a new place. Like, and technically he was my family's dog, but they they I mean he was my dog. They didn't take care of him. I I did. Um, mm. So like I could have, and they wouldn't have been they wouldn't have had a problem if I had taken him with me. But it was just I I just couldn't do it um, to to him because I know that he wouldn't have been able to get around at all. And so I, so I stayed at home, um, for, for a while. And in November of 2020, he passed, he passed away and I super didn't take it well. Um, and also another thing I got into 2020, uh, was THC edibles. Uh, but, oh, <laughs> you can't whiplash. So that's why like you that. watched anime. You, okay. You can't. Oh no, that, that was, that's since I was 15. Um, no, 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 no. no. Or so 14. You can't just go from yeah, my dog died to I got really high constantly. You can't. You <laughs> so, so yeah, let me let, I mean, let me like let me the, that wait. Hold on, that that's probably the most coherent thing he said. This no, no, no the, the A to B makes sense, but when you say also unrelated, I got into weed. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. that's <laughs> oh, I didn't hear the unrelated part. I'm like, yeah, of course. No, that's no, 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 no. Well, so let me let me link these two these two yeah, concepts. Sorry. Um, I, I had started in January of like 2020, I started taking THC edibles and I got, and you know, the, the weed will make you paranoid sometimes. And as a first time user, I was like, Oh, what if I get addicted? What if I blah, blah, blah. And I, and I, while on it, but the, but anyway, I, I think eventually I, I watched a Kevin, J Kevin, no, not Kevin James. What's Kevin that? James? No, the, the clerks. Kevin James. Uh, God. Um, uh, that's the show by Tommy no, Wiseau, right? No, Kevin no, 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 no. <laughs> Kevin Smith. Thank you. Thank you. He, the guy who wears jorts all the time. Um, and he, <laughs> he finished his comedy special uh, or he started his comedy special rather by saying that immediately after he had, uh, he had a heart attack, like immediately after going off stage, he had a heart attack. And the only reason, oh, yeah, that I know that he, story. Yeah. The, the only reason that he survived, the doctor said was like, yeah, I think the he weed, had like, weed in his slowed slow your, shit down. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It slowed his heart down long enough for the doctors to get there and when that happened i was just like oh here is a functioning human being i'm i'm fine um and so i over over the course of 2020 i indulged uh, as i was staying home not not doing anything um because of you know pandemic but uh november of 2020 rolls around and my dog passes i do not take well and i start taking way more than i used to which it's weed like it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt you but it will make you paranoid and sort of i'll hurt you sorry no, like it's still sort of like <laughs> screw with your thought process processes at least while you're on it and things um and so in in december of 2020 was very hard for me because it was the first spot of time where i was spending there with like without my dog oh excuse me and um <laughs> a little burp in there. I didn't mean to laugh at that, but it was just so no. funny the time there. It's like, I don't know, man. No, it's it's good. It's all good. Um, and I think I just was like, at some point, I was like, I just need to throw myself into content creation or making this video I've wanted to make or making any video or or whatever. And I just threw myself at it. But the entire time I was writing it, I was absolutely just completely zooted. And so I would literally be watching Hunter Hunter. For instance and then just see something 
that makes oh. me think of something. Pause the episode, write a bunch down, keep playing, pause it again, write a bunch down. Okay, and, so this was from the screen to your mind to the fountain pens, so to speak. This wasn't like, I'm going to sit down and write about remakes. And also, by the way, here's Hunter at Hunter. You were at least actively <laughs> watching it and going, no, this is relevant. Yeah, yeah, in in, okay. in, in a way. like Because I remember at some point I, I decided, okay, this is no longer a video. This is a series of videos that after you're done it all, you go back and watch the first video and it recontextualizes it after you get all, all of the information. Like you're unlocking information in a Metroidvania. You didn't about tell me this when you sent me this script. Oh, yeah, it was Son supposed to be bitch. like... Yeah, so it, 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 it was a remake video and then eventually it turned into like this deconstruction of... of the YouTube gaming, like the whole gaming side of YouTube. And then eventually it became about the cyclical cycles of self-abuse. Um, which is then why at the end of it, you're supposed to go, you were going to go back and watch the first one. And it would be like, oh, you know, all of this thing, all of the stuff that made no sense. Now, you know, I have the context, but, and I, and I want, and I want to specify just how fucking silly this entire thing was. It spawned the entire the idea of the cyclical loop. Didn't I mean? Yes, it spawned from the idea of oh, I'm like I'm I'm abusing myself mentally over the loss of my dog Brody, and all that. You but, get this but, 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 but but more more pertinently, it was about how uh, greed from Full Metal Alchemist is basically the venom of that show. And then I started equating how I just started equating everything to venom. And, I, and everything just became Venom. And I don't... That's the part where I was just in a really manic state of, like, depression and high and just so many things. I only know Trav, how are you? Hey! Trav, how's it going, buddy? Uh, this is, it's going this is all a right. fair segue. I, um... So, no, no, yes. if, if you guys wanted to finish any thought. If we wanted an introduction to Brody, welcome to Brody. I was... That was, my other, that was my other seg out of here, but... <laughs> Uh, but hey, no, I'm doing well. Um, I had a bit of a fiasco with my sponsor of my next video, which should be going up Ooh. later today. Hey. Um, basically, they're like, hey, we wanted this video, or we, here's the date we want this video approved by. Uh, and then they, uh, that day was apparently on Memorial Day, which was yesterday, where no oh. one was working and able to check it. And so they let me know, like, my video was supposed to be due sunday but they didn't let me know until now uh tuesday that i can post it so so they would have wanted it by friday then is what, is what uh, they did but the the due date to get it sent in was uh uh late basically <laughs> so like even yeah. though i got it in friday no one like i guess i sent it too late in the day for them to uh approve it because no, no one no, checked I it I get that, but if they're, they must not have thought that through if their approval. Yeah, was no, for, I, I think that it was yeah. a legit oversight on their part. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was frustrating because I, I, you know, I kind of need this sponsorship money. So I was like, oh, shoot, I need to, uh, you know, uh, I really hope they freaking take this. Uh, and they did. So everything's good yeah. now. But uh, I basically just spent my entire weekend anxiously playing Zelda, which was a great time. I beat it last night. That's true. I've. I don't know that we're going to, but we want to do a separate podcast about about Zelda. Uh, yeah, I, after point. after last night, I I definitely want to. Yeah, so uh, once Chris beats it, we'll figure that out. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep my I'll keep my thoughts vague. Um, basically, every cutscene during the final act of the game gave me goosebumps. It, yes. it was a mm. beautiful story. 
all yes. the way. Interesting. Yep. I have I have further thoughts, but we'll save that for another day. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Never realized how much of a grip sponsors had on YouTubers until you two started taking sponsors recently. Or yeah. I guess it's the last fun. year or so, like recently. It feels like recently. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't I don't want to get too into the the YouTube stuff because uh, we're we're already a decent bit into this podcast and we haven't hit on our first topic of the day Woo. yet. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's been fun having to. Uh, pivot and uh speaking of of sponsors being annoying i have a video that is coming out at time of recording tomorrow for those that are listening in the audio realm or on youtube it's already out uh that i have had some form of it done since january (laughs) uh this is when i helped you on and completely forgot i even touched by this point you mentioned it recently i was like oh right that one yeah and and (laughs) The the way that that sponsor uh, to to not name any names, of course, because I don't want to disparage anybody, the, the way that that sponsor pivoted away from what was on paper to we want this at this point in the video when I specifically had written in into the, the contract that it would be like my, the way that I do ads is I'm going to do them like 15 minutes in or halfway in yeah. uh, simply because I think that's a better way to to do content for folk, especially when you're a channel that's, you know, established, but still has room to grow a significant amount. I don't want to bombard people with two minutes of ads up front. I'd rather you get into the video. I can make a funny seg and you can watch it or you can skip it or you can uh, ideally uh, consume the product too, maybe. And yeah. so, something like that. And this sponsor was like, no, we want it in the first three minutes of the video or we're going to cut the price in half. And it was already a low Ooh. price from because we had signed it a long time before that. So it was a long at this point, functionally, like eight months of, of set up and then they delayed it. And then I was like, I can't do it that month. So I delayed it. And uh, then it was supposed to be out in February. And then they were like, oh, no, you know time delay this is required by this time in the video or we're not doing it and so then uh that video just hasn't come out yet because i moved them to a really different video uh to to show them why you don't (laughs) why you don't do that to me now everyone go watch the video but don't link the sponsored name to what's being said right now (laughs) Anyway, so sponsors are fun and they mess with our flow of things. And that's that for me, that has messed up my entire like last three months of of work. Uh, As much flack as people give people for doing them. As someone who doesn't do them, it sounds horrible and like a nightmare. (laughs) Most of the time it's fine. Sometimes. Uh, Most of the time it's fine. It's just that every Mm. now and then they end up being uh, problematic or they don't understand. Literally my worst experience with a sponsor. Um really was just they didn't respond in time and it ended up being late um kevin's got some horror stories which i respect <laughs> yeah. those are always pretty cool uh, yeah, i don't remember he was kind of tainted anyway. by some of kevin's worst experiences i'd say i've yeah. had good luck um and, and speaking of good luck if you go to bluechew.com no we, we're not let's go <laughs> the gum may be soft but you'll be so hard I'll, I'll say it i'll finish your Thank i'll you. finish your sandwiches I like that that's the one we got shy on. <laughs> no, I didn't get shy. I just wanted to make you guys feel weird. 
I was already feeling weird. Don't worry. Speaking of oh, okay, feeling cool. weird, though, <laughs> the actual thing we came here to talk about tonight, in theory, E3, which, again, yeah. is a bit Ooh. of a weird catch-all phrase, which belongs to a company that hasn't done its major function in three years, and I don't think will do its major function ever again under its current business entity. Oh, yeah. But when I say E3, you know what I mean. It's June. Video games are going to be shown. Hopefully. Hopefully it'll be good. Exciting stuff. In recent years, it's a thing where, all right, well, starting in late May and at the end of August, somewhere in there, every company has some weird announcement. Hey, I watched a Nintendo Direct. We should do one of those two type thing. Jeff it's Keely, kind of a uh, mess. Black Adam movie sponsorship that just shows up for seven minutes of a stream. Enjoy your gaming. Mm-hmm. Enjoy and your I gaming. just kind of want to talk about um, how it used to be, how it is now. Just kind of a general remember E3 as we go into June here. I guess for context, for all of us, we probably first started watching E3 late 2000s at the absolute earliest, which means that Somewhere we're still a lot of E3s that we've missed because it started in like the 90s. Like one of them was even in like then. A, like a lot of them were like obviously they weren't streamed. A lot of them weren't aired. They were mostly stuff you would hear about in a, uh, you know, a magazine. Uh, remember yeah. those? One happened in an airplane hangar for some reason. Epic. You think E okay. three has Gen Oneers that are like I liked it better when it was in the air? <laughs> yeah, I'd like to meet them. There are like E three diehards, which I find interesting. I guess as we get into it, because there are people who's like, no, it needs to be E three. Like, it needs to be E three. The game announcement stopped being special once E3 went away. And I, I it blows my mind because E3 is a conduit for game announcements, but it doesn't inherently impact, enhance, or lessen enhance. any game I, announced on its own. I understand that perspective because it's the it's the pageantry more than anything. It's the I, event of it all. I don't mm-hmm. even think it's that as much as it was one specific week. So there was it was gaming week. You know, yeah, like, I, I used to call it Gamer Christmas and I would like invite yeah. people over to watch all the conferences and then <laughs> like or, or more more recently, like I would be like, all right, guys, let's all hop in the discord call because it's not it's, yeah, yeah. Exactly feasible to, to do it yeah. all in, uh, in person. But like if that I would, I could. It's more like Gamer Black Friday, though, because you're just being advertised to. It's not oh, like you're yeah. not getting anything. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. 100%. But it just it was that feeling of like, oh, this is the, the point in the year when I get to tell the people in my house, like, if I'm loud, there's a... As opposed to any other time of year, it's like, if I'm there's loud, no there's reason. no reason. <laughs> if I'm loud, come check on me. <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh, the new Little Big Planet might get announced. I may scream. So, no. I think rather than... I you love Sackboy. Reminiscing love Sackboy. about E3 specifically, I, th- I think what we wanted to do today was... Talk about what goes into a gaming showcase event, a Nintendo Direct, a PlayStation Showcase, an Xbox Game Pass, I guess. Uh, Anything like that, that makes it a good one of those events. Or, you Mm -hmm. know, there's the Bethesda Showcases, there's Aisha Tyler sponsored by Ubisoft, so on and so forth. And, uh, Trav. Hi. let's, Let's, do you have anything off the top of your head that, that you think goes into a gaming showcase or that you think helps make it good or memorable outside of obviously the games themselves being announced um outside of the games themselves 
Yeah, because I mean, I mean if Nintendo you have has a, a lot of personality of... with theirs, I guess. I, I like the way that they have the original Japanese uh, developers talk and then they're dubbed over in a way that can feel really low energy. Like, there, there's some charm to that. That's really all I can think of. Like, mm-hmm. uh, other than maybe going to an in-person event where I could look at a replica of the Golden Hammer from Smash Brothers for five seconds and go, yep, that's the Golden Hammer from Smash Brothers. Uh, I guess <laughs> technically uh, Wrecking Crew. But, um... Yeah, Trev. Like, I, I don't care. I, I Even, like, even when E3 was kind of at its prime, well, at least it felt like it was at its prime, like, 2018, around there, back when I was, like, super, like, hell yes, E3. Like, I, I was getting, I was getting tired of it. Um, oh, interesting. I was, was going to say, I think it's okay to have like a actually not much answer here because I think there's some truth to it not being as good as people think sometimes. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, think I know for me, like obviously pacing is probably the most important part uh, beyond just the games themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, uh, most recently there was that PlayStation showcase and pretty much up until the end, it was like an hour and change or 50 minutes or so. Uh, worth of of you know rapid fire game announcements uh, or or gameplay reveals or whatever they might be. There was that Square Enix Splatoon <laughs> knockoff they made. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. One of the things uh, to me that I thought was interesting was I thought that was paced remarkably up until Spider Man was the only thing they showed. <laughs> like I the whole time through, I'm like these are this is actually really like punchy. A lot of the PlayStation showcases have been very slow or. Um, plotting or overly grandiose like do you remember the one where they had a live orchestra conducted by bear mccreary going along with the game trailers and stuff that's so weird they Which did that a like few times cool, but not not but at playstation weird. showcase but yeah because they did that with god of war when that was revealed yeah uh, they did it with last of us 2 when that was revealed both those were both e3 uh events uh yeah. the e- that, that one okay not to reminisce about e3 but the one with the last of us 2's uh big <laughs> gameplay reveal was hilarious because they moved everybody from one arena building to another in the middle of the show not the end they had a whole like middle like like a pre-show but in the middle basically to cover intermissions it's like yeah yeah, they they weren't showing games stick around like it was the worst i don't know who had paced that or who had blocked that out whoever was responsible for production of that should be in a different job role. I'm not going to call for anybody to lose their job, but they, they probably already did because well, that was horrendous. And yet at the same time, and, and, <laughs> and uh, while I do have actual, um, apologist. <laughs> well, I do have actual input on what makes a good, uh, uh, showcase. I yeah. have to say when it comes to E3 specifically, and I think this may be what separates E3 from a lot of other, other showcases and what's just sort of makes it special. That, that level of just absolute miscalculation of how you should be on stage and how you should go about that, that in and of itself is what remember, makes it so special. Remember the Star Fox puppets? Oh, the Star Fox I, puppets. <laughs> that's gotta be Nintendo's worst. And they E3 did that because, what was it? Because Iwata was too sick to be on stage? I, I don't know that that was actually like an official cover for it. I think that mm. worked out well. I could okay. be wrong, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I they would have had to have had those puppets made well before that, for yeah, that think, to have worked out. I think that was Probably. an artistic choice. 
Yeah. Which I like um, personally. I thought it was a lot of fun. It just happened to yeah. also the games they showed that year. Dude, I, I really yeah. love I thought the, it was trying. the promotional circuit around uh Star Fox Zero. I I specifically liked that when they showed off Star Fox Guard, they did a Nintendo Direct trailer, you know, the usual style of very low energy man reading his script uh and trying to sound interested in it and he explained that slippy had an uncle grippy <laughs> wait was that actually a thing yeah yeah i've heard you guys quote that before real. i didn't know that's the, what it was from the plot of star fox guard is that slippy's uncle grippy is the defense minister of star fox or something <laughs> and so doesn't, he just builds he tower wife, defense towers like, i mean i would that. i would assume he probably has a wife Her name's she's grippy. got one if your name's Grippy and and you're not you're Slippy. not a player, I don't know, man. <laughs> Great mustache too for a frog. Grippy got Elwes. Yeah. Should Google that and add thirty four in the end sometime. It goes great. I want to cry. Grippy's a vibe. I can tell you the vibe moment. is short for vibration. <laughs> oh, okay. I should have known. Just can, for those can, of you that maybe are too old to know, that's like how people don't know what Riz is. They don't know that Vibe is short. Dude, for I was having a topic vibrating. discussion earlier today about how kids think that uh, Zaza means pizza. I mm, what is hilarious. what is Zaza? I, so people like people will tell these stories on like admit your cringe Reddit, uh, where it's like, yeah, I told my teacher let's have a Zaza party. <laughs> what is a Zaza? It weed. Uh, short, whatever, fine. I don't <laughs> know why, but charisma. It, I was like, oh, I get it after. I, I I was the one who found out three days ago just, what Riz is. Okay. When I when I want to hang out with somebody, instead of saying let's vibe, I just say let's oscillate. <laughs> I <laughs> I thought Riz is those candies that you twist. No, it's Ritz crackers, you idiot. <laughs> Chris, what do you think about what makes a good uh, gaming showcase? Thanks, Kevin. I'm actually going to follow up on what Brody said, because I think he brings up a point. Oh, I, I didn't thinking... answer what makes a good broadcast. I was just thinking about shit I like. Oops. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking a few weeks ago about this, though. Like, I think about the youth sometime and how they'll never get to experience some things we experience. And that exact energy of... Do you remember the corporate suits that would get up on stage at a showcase they, and, and they just start, didn't know what to do with their hands they know what to do with their hands and they're like well we're trying to get retailers to buy copies of our games because that's kind of what e3 is for at a point one angle of it right so they come up with graphs and charts and they're like oh wow look how well our games sell isn't this interesting and then you get the weird nintendo wii era ones where it's just reggie okay. awkwardly flabbering around on stage with some woman and none of them are on stage presenters right it's not really their fault but they're just up there and they're trying to sound it's like the real life version of those multiplayer shooter demonstrations you get at E3 where they're like oh, over exaggeratedly oh. like, oh, we got to go team up and squad into that. It's just so good. Amazing energy of things that I'm sure they wish every day they could take back from their lives. And that's and so it, foreign now. You don't get these weird things where someone goes up on stage and shoots themselves in the foot without meaning to <laughs> repeatedly. Like everything's only edited and. Yeah, the only person that I think made a career off of cringe in the gaming space, as far as E3 goes, is Reggie. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think anyone else pulled it off and, and kept going with it. The only uh, person that'd be close was a paid actor, and that's Kevin Butler. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was going to say Aisha Tyler, because I think that 
Oh, it, tr- yeah, what, but she what, was already famous. Well, yeah, well, but I mean, what killed E3 wasn't the ESA leak. It wasn't COVID. It was the moment that Ubisoft decided that they didn't need Aisha Tyler <laughs> because they were just dead wrong. I'd love to say you're wrong, but my heart knows that you're right. Hashtag yeah. girl word, man. Who else has the strength to go to the audience and ask someone to make a meme on the spot? And then oh. have them politely decline. <laughs> and have, her, have to have her like wing back out of the most awkward social interaction aired in that theater. I don't know. Yeah. I... Ubisoft's conferences were, were always a treat because of her and how they would always start with just dance. Um, which like marching bands coming into a stage... The, My skin is crawling. The most <laughs> awkward, the most awkward one of it. Um, I don't oh, know. No. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is maybe this is too dark to talk about nope, here. But I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> it's context that's needed. This is yeah. The one. So I, I, I want to say it was. I can't remember what year, which is which is not great. But it was one of the. It was the year that there was the shooting at the Orlando gay uh, gay club in Florida, and it happened like right before E three. So like. E3 Monday, everyone was coming out like when PlayStation did their conference, everyone was, or when I think I think it happened the night of Xbox. So I don't think they did it. And then it happened. And then the PlayStation comes out and they're like, oh, we want to like have a moment of silence to respect for all of that people. Ubisoft comes out in their conference doing the whole just dance thing like they do the entire thing, which would have been fine. But then they t- decide to take their moment of silence with all of the dancers and people in costumes still on stage. We're so talking you see, like marching band giraffes. This is like, oh, what the, if Mardi the, Gras was a cringe parade? The, yeah, the <laughs> giraffe in particular is like taking a knee. You, you have reminded me of something that is is just as bad. And that is not related to gaming at all, but I need to share this story so people look up this image. Okay. Uh, it was Dana Carvey was filming, um, I forget what the name of the movie is, but it's a movie where he's dressed up in a really stupid turtle costume. Oh, name of it. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I, yeah, I don't whatever that movie is, I got um, Master of Disguise. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to someone. Am in chat I not turtly enough for the you. Turtle Club? And so he was filming Master of Disguise, and one of the days that he was shooting in costume of a big, giant, stupid turtle frog outfit or whatever was uh, a Tuesday in September. Uh, the movie was filmed in 2001. Little known day. A- and on that day, they took a moment of silence oh, no. uh, for for events that had happened. And he was just in full costume. And there's oh at least God, a picture really? of it. I don't remember if there's video of it, too, from like the behind the scenes. But you reminding me of the Just Dance thing just beamed that image right into my memory, and I and I needed to make sure that it was Jeez. shared in some form. Now imagine that being streamed, but also with the parade next to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the kids these days will never get to know that level of, oh my god, yeah. why are they kids doing this? Kids these days don't know what it's like to have to pause to... It's It's fascinating, because I think... What's interesting about it is we got to see the industry start to grow up in real time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, this is the consequence yeah. of them learning how to do it. Yeah. And and as a result, 
uh, you know, obviously we started to see it also get more commercialized in real time because a, as part of growing, it got bigger and bigger to now it's the biggest, you know, entertainment, uh, form in terms of profit in the world. Um, but we got to see it get sanitized over time, uh, because everyone got better at presenting and, and that meant that we never got a cringe, but hilarious and amazing Kevin Butler speech again where this fake PlayStation 3 mascot just goes on this whole rant promoting the PlayStation's Wii knockoff to talk about how no matter what kind of gamer you are, don't gatekeep. We're all all gamers. And then he gets a standing ovation from gaming journalists who he is marketing to in this auditorium. I mean, it, when oh. when the when the question was brought up uh, in the pre-show, what is your favorite E3 moment? I mean, that is mine. Like, my favorite yeah. E3 moment is a paid actor talking about a, a fucking motion control peripheral. Like, <laughs> but it's so good. It's the, it is the best E3 moment because his speech is actually just really good. It's 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 really good. It's genuine, and then it's followed up by him telling the president of of Sony Worldwide to get him a Coke. <laughs> and then he walks off stage. God. I was sitting here like, man, you don't really get that anymore. And you don't. But I'm thinking about that PlayStation showcase from last week, actually. And from a different perspective, there is something morbidly, similarly, similarly horrible about, and to touch on one of the negative aspects about this, I think, was Jim Ryan. Much, uh, very, people have opinions on Jim Ryan here nor there. But him coming in at the end, showing off a PlayStation Wii U to you something about that had a similar energy to me of kevin butler being like yo here's the playstation move but at least with kevin butler i believe that he believed in it even though he's being paid just to do it whereas when jim ryan walks out with a playstation 5 controller split in half with a screen in the middle and being like look at this exciting (laughs) new product we have you'll be able to buy this in our earbuds Here's Spider-Man 2 for 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, no, he's got his PlayStation pods in. He can't hear you. It, like, evoked the onstage E3 things, but I'm like, you had script writers and an editor for this. You could have not done this. But it was like a little spark of magic of like, oh, right. It used to always be like this. The thing is, even when... Even yeah. when previous PlayStation guys, like, even when Andrew House would talk, like... Oh, Andrew House. When, when he would talk... I, Fallout? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want that. I want Fallout guy, not Pip Boy, but like I want the courier from New Vegas to be in Smash, just so that the announcement trailer is Andrew, Mister House, and it's just a really bad PNG of him just speaking to you with really bad text (laughs) underneath. It's it's doing what my guy is doing right now, just hopping every time he talks. Yeah, Mm. Mister House is a VTuber. Mr. Yes. House is a VTuber. He is! Holy shit! Uh, That's enough <laughs> for the Crubcast today. <laughs> um, I completely lost my train of thought. That's fine. But yes, we've seen a lot of other companies take their stab at the presentation over the years. And I think, Kevin, what he touched on a bit ago about the pacing is important. And I think it probably is the key factor these days. Because everyone's moved to the pre-recorded edited, scripted, digital presentation of E3, right? And on one hand, it makes me miss things that, if they were included, would make the pacing worse. Like, there is a part of me that misses 
the game developer talking about the game they're making, mm-hmm. right? Like, why did you make it? What is the point? What's the idea? What's the thinking? You know, what should I look forward to? That kind of stuff. That is one thing I do miss from old school E3 showings is that being a thing. But And there, there's also the topic of like, with E3 specifically, obviously the conferences are just the first half. Um, right. Yeah. Because you would get, and, and especially with like with Nintendo specifically, right? You would wake up on Nintendo Tuesday and watch their direct in the morning, and then E3 <laughs> proper. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Nintendo Tuesday. Yeah, um, it's like Christmas in July. E3, E3 would start like right after their conference was done at like noon, um, EST. I think I don't. I don't. Times doesn't, doesn't matter, but it would start right after, and you could watch like. E3 coverage of all of the games that you just saw the previous few days, or you could watch the Nintendo Treehouse, which was usually right after, and those would all be, be all of the in-depth things. Um, and obviously, you don't need that to make a good a good gaming showcase, like Gamescom, Paris Games Week, Tokyo Game Show, that stuff all exists without that, or maybe it does have that, I don't know, but I, I just watch conferences. Um, mm-hmm. But with E3, I would usually like tune into some of the coverage if it, if it was for a game I was, I was interested in, but still wanted to like, see um, in action. Um. Yeah, I don't know. There's, there's. The treehouse thing not, felt like the ideal way to do it, right? Yeah, like yeah. Well, you can it's, have your briefly, you know, short one hour, maybe less thing, get in, get out, and if that's what you want, fine. But if you do want that deeper dive, it's like, hey, after this, stick around. We'll actually show it off and talk to the people who made it, and show you yeah. how the game actually plays, which is something you don't get a lot. Um, apparently, people still don't want to talk to the developers about their game anymore. The treehouse element, the Nintendo treehouse element went really, really, uh, I'm glad that that spread further because that kind of brought back an old mentality that was lost during the middle years where it was just big bombastic gaming showcases uh, where you announced that your console uh, is going to be a cable box or whatever. (laughs) Um, what, What I will say is that if you do want that cringe... Thankfully, there still is a a long, bloated gaming showcase that uh, just happens to have awards in the middle sometimes. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> what is this called? You awards? get Al Pacino talking about how he may come, and then <laughs> you you get you get him spending about half an hour introducing uh, Christopher du- Christopher Judge, excuse me, uh, and you get Christopher Judge. Uh, saying no i'm not going to get cut off by the by the music playing i'm going to keep going because this is a gaming <laughs> showcase you can't stop me and then he wins and then, game of the year the next year or something like that and and then the big reveal of course is you know at the end the biggest marketing is for a fast and the furious game that looks like it's on ps2 oh my god yeah <sighs> that's the kind of thing where i i that was awesome. i respect jeff Keeley's intention where he 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 legitimately wants games to be viewed as a medium equal to any other medium movies television music whatever and so he's like in order to do that we need to have a big gaming awards show even though i think he knows that at the at the very like fundamental level all award shows are just like arbitrary both like uh, like they're just yeah there's no point to them but the act of having one is just like this visual trick of like, oh, this is a more serious medium. And I think he he understands like the, the general public in that way. And I think because of that, he also knows I need to make this a spectacle. Like this is this isn't an award show of like this isn't prestigious. This is 
get eyes on this and make it entertaining, which is why I thought the, I mean, I mean, the VGAs alone could be their own topic, but to keep it brief, honestly, yeah, to to keep it brief, like yeah, back when it back when it was Spike and they had like celebrity hosts, <laughs> I I actually think that was the best era of of the video game awards because it was like you're hiring someone who knows how to do a hosting job, and with the exception of of Joel McHale, but he that was unfair to Joel McHale. He was not ready for that. Um, mm. I, I I'm glad that they invited him back to to correct that. Uh, but there was a lot of good moments with I think like Jack Black hosted Neil Patrick Harris, Samuel L. Jackson. Like it was a fun time. That's also one that I would bring my friends over to to watch like live. Um, and now it's sort of become another gaming showcase, and they literally like they will hand out awards in the pre-show and like in a little text box at the bottom while trail of game trailers play. And it's now gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, well it's, I know that you're just having an award show because it needs to be there, but maybe you could make it an award show. Yeah. Like I don't, obviously I don't want to just watch an award show. Uh, but there is some element of me that, you know, as a, as a, consumer of the medium and as someone who is obviously a, a large enough fan of the medium to to make covering it uh, a job mm-hmm. i kind of like seeing studios and and actors and everyone involved get some level of credit for all the crunch they're doing and so for you know i get that best sports slash racing game God. uh is maybe not the best award that people want to see a long speech for, but maybe have digital interviews like how the Oscars, I believe, maybe it's not the Oscars, but maybe Golden Globes have a backstage area. I know the Oscars, I think, have a press conference nowadays where the winners, they give their two minute speech, they go off stage and they um, then go to like a press junket where they're asked questions about how it feels and they get to give more genuine responses in a longer amount of time than 45 seconds or whatever. Why in the era where we have 17 screens at all times, are we not doing that? Especially when these shows are already like three and a half hours every year. (laughs) Yeah. Like they, they get longer and longer. I think this most recent one was a little punchier technically. Uh, And they did show more awards. I will say uh, only because Christopher judge went, off script and went 20 <laughs> minutes long but if, yeah, yeah. if not for that it might have been even with the prior year but if, if we're speech, going though. if we're going to fully commercialize our only major gaming award show then we should at least have some of the benefits of the other shows and i know that's not entirely the topic of what we originally wanted to talk about with this podcast, but as it came to me, I've realized that that really annoys me because Jeff Keighley really wants this to be the Oscars. And yet he's not taking many cues from the Oscars outside of what if we bring on actors to introduce our categories? uh, Because that makes me feel good or I get clout from that. Or I get to see corner is the most iconic moment from his show is one of the game developers saying, F the Oscars, basically, right? So that's always holding over the show now, too. <laughs> yeah. He embraced it. He didn't come out and be like, ah, no, nah, that's not me. He just kept inviting him back every year. It was like, actually, we're not the Oscars. Yeah, and Here's then the his game won, what, last year? Or was I it missed the, year the Shik Hydro Bot. 
Uh, no, last year it was Elden Ring. The year before. Um, the year before. Year before. Whenever yeah. it takes two one. Yeah. yeah. Which. Yeah. Here or there, I guess that's unrelated at the point since that's the game in consideration. I mean, it's but it's unrelated never, to like the ethics of it, but it's very funny yeah. to me. Yeah, exactly. Like he never pushed away from that, which is I unfortunate. Will say, related to the ethics of it, I remember that his Discord account. There was a Game Awards Discord server, yes, and it would show you what game you voted for for Game of the Year, and his specifically was like It Takes Two was his role. Yeah. So, some level of 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 mm. ethics there. Not that he rigged it, but that someone with the influence that the owner and showrunner and only major on screen talent of this event has that that he would openly share which one he voted for before the event while voting is still open i hope the i hope he just happened to be testing it at that moment and someone got that screenshot that's what i like to tell myself i think but it's I, very I valid checked, <laughs> i joined the server like a couple days later because that like went around oh. and it was still there so oh, <laughs> no never mind okay yeah <laughs> like i want to get the benefit of the doubt is did uh did death stranding win or was it just nominate no because no, no. he obviously has had a lot of Kojima bias. There would have been riots if... if I, I Well, I think so. And I remember... I The memes alone would have been... It, it yeah, was profound. nominated, though, right? Like It was it was nominated for Game of the Year only because 2019? Was that 2019, 2018? Right before the pandemic, yeah. Uh, that, that year was kind of light, I think, if I remember yeah. correctly. Well, I also... I, I think... Because I feel like i remember seeing it there and going this can't win because if it does yeah he's done yeah uh, i think it was 2019 because 2019 was uh the sekiro year because sekiro oh. kind of came out of nowhere yeah as the as the winner not to not to disparage that game at all but no oh, one yeah. really expected that to win and then yeah mm. it's interesting the game awards is unfortunately also a, a game showcase at this point too as we've mentioned yeah and i'm the weirdo who would prefer that to just be the award showcase especially because i already see jeff Keeley twice a year at summer game fest and gamescom in august so i'm kind of like yeah. let's just uh you know how many I, how many game showcases do we need in one year yeah, you know well and when the marketing <laughs> is like getting more and more uh blatant in both of them like, cause like I said, the, the, the most recent summer game showcase, there was a, like a seven minute ad for black Adam with the rock talking That's about right. how he's not a gamer or whatever. People, like, <laughs> His parents that was, are involved in IMAX. So you could go watch summer game fest IMAX. And it was just the rock doing a cameo video at his own gym right after working out sweat, pulling down his body being like, oh, I'm so sweaty and stinky. Uh, have you tried my energy drink? And I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> oh, and then, he, and then he pulls out his tequila or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he's just like, oh, enjoy your gaming. I'm like, oh, I'm trying. Like, look, look. Wait, that was you've... a rock quote? That's No, actually, that was, yeah. that was Brody on the podcast today, actually. Like that, like that whole speech where he like introduced his energy drink and everything. That was Brody's introduction to this podcast. Wow. God, <laughs> same, same energy. Dude, I, I I've heard, heard you use that on your soundboard. Stomping. I thought that was like some random announcer at like WWE or whatever. <laughs> I mean, no, that's, technically, it's the rock. I, yeah, I guess that's not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was him plugging Black Adam. Good Lord. Because he really wanted Black Adam to be 
you know, he wanted to take over the DC universe and then Yeah. Uh, he apparently like and, staged a coup and everything. It was really cool. Yeah, and then <laughs> it didn't work and now his stock's kind of fallen, which is interesting. Yeah, but that's not related to, to game showcases. I think it is. Well to I, I, I to mean, agree with Chris. Uh, yeah, I, I also would like the game awards to be to focus more on the anything. But I will say, having like a couple like really really big announcements in there, I I like that. Like that because that's yeah, how they used sure. to do it, right? Where it would be like, yeah. oh, here's the here's the the uh, the the game awards, and the only you're going to get announcements here, but they're going to be like Joker and Smash, uh, Kojima's next game. Mm-hmm the the biggest news that you could imagine and now it's like fast and furious so it you know there's yeah, just dude, like did a, you see that like five minute long trailer this year or last year sorry of like it was just a bunch of cg children dancing i don't think i did <laughs> it made me dude, that I, 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 I probably did you're talking about something and i just can't remember it and yeah i'm just trying to imagine this in the abstract and it's really funny to me <laughs> You know, I, I'm just thinking of, of children dancing. I'm like, what are you? Yeah, talking it's like about? just a bunch of kids dancing for five minutes, and apparently it was for a game. I'm, I'm but it was I'm, like a shitty music video. What I'm was thinking the big of like that one MMO that had like small children avatar or something? That's Final Fantasy XIV. God, not that one, but you're right. That was the a was the big game master. No idea. What was the big game for this year at Toon the Toon. end? No. For this year, at the end of which one? The, at the end one? of the Game Awards. I think like, it was something. Like, I don't even remember. I guess it's also I, an issue gonna, with these yeah, game I, showcases, I, right? I'm drawing a blank. I don't remember. Like, it I watched some... it. <laughs> Shoot, it's gonna bother me now. I, I don't remember what it was, but I feel like this was another year where there was like a big, random, uh, extraneous media. Uh, adjacent game like a tie-in game of some sort but i don't remember what it was i, I remember the being... game that i was talking about and it was dokev 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 if you look it up i you might recognize it was it it's d-o-k-e-v what, whatever the case i i we've we've very much gotten off of the initial idea of this episode <laughs> and i think this has turned into a very interesting discussion uh, even despite that, because even, even while complaining about uh, the Game Awards, there's been a lot of a lot of constructive thought that's come out of this that I've actually really enjoyed. So yeah. I, I don't I, know what else I would add. To, I still oh, cannot think of my favorite E3 moment. I, I, yeah. I know what makes the like, I, I know for a fact, like what makes a good E3 showcase and, and it, it will never fail no matter how the showcase goes. Um, but it's fallen out of favor. Like they just they don't really do it anymore. And even though they could, and even though they 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 kind of do it, but not in the same way. Which yeah. is every mm-hmm. good showcase, every legendary showcase, has an and one more thing. Oh yeah. And like you can show Spider Man two at the end of the PlayStation conference, but they but that showing it and having it be the and one more thing are entirely different ideas. And one more thing is like. A bait and switch, and See, that's maybe maybe I'm an asshole, but like, that was the the best part of the presentation. Oh yeah, I'd say it was for sure. Oh was no, it? yeah, okay. In, I, in, I I, I seem like literally a, have not seen people's consensus on it other than oh my god, Metal Gear. People I, were upset with it. it. It seemed like a softball show, right? We don't know what a lot of PlayStation Studios are working on. Yeah, 
we, we still don't really know after it, which is the issue. But like, if you're just well, looking we kind at of it, do. We we kind of do because the day after that, or maybe two days after that, we had the the report about the Last of Us multiplayer game being a fiasco behind the scenes, and then it's like, okay, maybe we do know what they're working on, and it's uh, quickly pivoting from games as a service because oh no, we've made a huge mistake trying to make twelve of them. Yeah. yeah. When you have 12 games all telling you to play that one game for the rest of your life. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. I, and yet, I, there's... I, I'm I'm almost, like, positive on it because... Not because I want all of these games as a service. I, I absolutely don't. Brody the um, Apologist. But, but what I, I like... I miss when a, a game's multiplayer only had to be good for two months and then you throw it away and you play whatever the next multiplayer game is. Like you're playing Uncharted multiplayer and then two months later you're playing Assassin's Creed multiplayer and then you're playing COD when it comes out in November for like a few months and then you're going to play, you know, whatever multi like whatever game has attacked on multiplayer. And you're just, you're getting a variety of experiences. And I really like that. And that's fallen, like that's gone away no, with, honest we're going to create God, one that's multiplayer That's exclusively experience. why I play single player games. I, Brody, I don't, I just you? do single player these days. Are you trying to enjoy something for a reasonable amount of time and then move on to your life to enjoy other things instead of <laughs> yeah. dedicating all your time to upping the analytics of the big games? What is wrong with you? I don't disagree with what you said, Brody, but I really do like the idea of all of those poor game developers spending years of their life <laughs> sleeping in their office only to make a multiplayer mode that they and everyone knows is going to be completely just shattered within weeks of release oh my god my mind just went happen? to like, like someone genuinely. going home for christmas later in the year is like to their parents and say oh show me that multiplayer shooty thing you made it's like oh no one's playing everyone moved on as of the brody decree of 2023 i can't <laughs> show you because no one's playing oh i see what you mean now okay 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 <laughs> like like i i just if nothing else the one sort of positive of a of a games as a service model is that that work is ideally appreciated for longer uh in practice it's still not but <laughs> yeah it, it's it's a tough situation but i well, i like I, I i do agree that that was like one of the most nostalgic eras that i have for games because you had games like uh monday night combat Oh, I, I've man, been thinking yeah. about that game a lot lately, and it just makes me sad because that game was so rad, and it just doesn't exist anymore. Y'all remember Section Eight? I, I do. Section. I do. I didn't play it, but I do. Like the the, the law? No, 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 no. It's it was like a Halo kind of style download only game on the PS3. Okay. Yeah. This is pretty good. <laughs> or Lead in Gold. Oh, that's a class. That's a. It's an interesting name to call a game. <laughs> <laughs> I could name so many just like nondescript PS3 multiplayer games. Yeah, that's <laughs> they were the like problem. my my bread and butter. Mm. This, whole uh, era, this doesn't exist anymore. What so, anyways, saying? here's my favorite E3 moment. I liked it when Ooh. the dude came out to play the weed drums, and he went. It still is one of the best moments. Yeah, honestly, like, it, it is really actually no, like, hard I, to beat. That. I, honest to God, cannot think of a great moment from E3 except for uh, like the games that were announced. But that's not really a moment because then I just go watch the trailer on its own and be like, "Yeah, that was cool." Yeah, I mean, even like, like I mean, um, it was cool when the Swedish Chef from the Muppets came out. Oh, that was the Game Awards. Never mind. Um, 
Oh, yeah, I liked, he, uh, he gets a Muppet that was every probably, year. That was probably also E3 at some point, to mm-hmm. be fair. Because, like, Animal from the Muppets, that was cool. I like Animal. Um, I, I'm a I liked Muppet when Sean Layden came out with a bad silhouette of Crash Bandicoot's uh, <laughs> uh, shadow not matching up with where he was standing. Oh, I watched that no, one no. in a theater, because that was an E3 feature for a couple years that Xbox is returning for some reason. Whoa. You could go to a movie theater Yeah, that's theater right. You can watch, watch their new for free. showcase live. Or at a... At a theater yes yeah. do you want to go and it might be live during tmg I, i'm not going sorry <laughs> i have to watch it by myself and like discord message you guys like yo you see in this stuff watch <laughs> it in your own theater and then just be on the phone with us on discord loudly yeah. the whole time no one's going to be in there i can probably I, do it <laughs> this wasn't an e3 moment but one that i will say that i'm very fond of looking back is the moment where uh, jeff keely i don't dislike jeff keely i swear he uh, seems like a really Genuine I, I nice like guy. him. Yeah, I like nothing against him. Yeah, I the moment where he was so proud that he had a Nintendo, PlayStation, and Xbox representative all on yes. stage at the same time. Yeah, I mean, he for him that was his ah. Kevin Butler moment. Like that yeah. was <laughs> like he was like, look, we're all gamers and we're all happy. And then a year later, the console wars started back up, and it, uh, yeah, one of them got maybe pushed out of their company we don't know what it, it seemed kind of weird yeah yeah <laughs> even when Suddenly i think back retired. to like a legendary e3 moment right it's like the 2015 playstation one where the last guardian ff7 remake and shenmue 3 was all on stage even when i and think kingdom back hearts. to that one was kingdom hearts there too i think kingdom hearts was also that year i'm pretty sure shoot even then Ooh. i think back to that in the moment it was like oh my god shenmue yeah. 3 like what is next is going to happen yeah. but i think back critically at that moment i'm like they brought you suzuki out to announce a kickstarter and say please give us money in the middle of yeah, their advertisement bad. of games and i'm like it was like they wouldn't they would not fund it themselves they were like no 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 you need to make seven million dollars but we'll give you 30 seconds yeah and then they just awkwardly That's- like push a legendary game developer off stage as he meekly had to be like, yes, please give me some money so I can make my game. It's sad oh. in retrospect. Okay. Idea. <laughs> okay. Crub funded E3 okay. 2024. Chris, this cannot be a YouTube short. <laughs> what am I supposed to do then? E3 2024 sponsored by Crub, bankrolled by Crub. We all go okay. on stage really awkwardly because we have no stage presence and we learn on the fly like Jeff Keighley did. And we go there. We give 30 seconds of airtime for a Kickstarter slash GoFundMe. And and Yuji Naka comes out in handcuffs. Okay, I'm oh. liking this now. He I, walks was kinda, out. I was kind of out of it, but now I'm into it. He walks out and he asks everyone to give him money so that he can get payback on all of the people that have slandered Balan Wonderworld and put him in jail. He's going to fund Ivy the Kiwi too and show him who's boss. And then he breaks the handcuffs and there's a a sonic plush on stage and he snaps its neck and (laughs) rings it with the cuffs. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, my handcuffs were rings, but I'm supersonic. And and (laughs) he he goes on a killing spree worldwide. As long as he starts with us. I'm okay with this. And then, I, and then for for saying this, we're all called uh, anti-Japanese racists, as has happened to us in the past. Oh, Hence, why I, this shouldn't be a YouTube I, short because oh. Yuji Naka's got weird fans. Sorry, Brody, continue. Does he? Well, I, I, I was just gonna say I really like the plan. My only note is, can we do it on Fig? Yes. Ooh, that way, the people who back us fig. get a cut of the percentage. <laughs> That's true. Dude, straight up. 
I was just going to bring this up next time, but we're here and doing whatever now anyway. I saw that Linus Tech Tips is doing like a tech showcase in July. And it just finally, and like most of the guests were like their creator friends. And it finally hit yeah. me like, why don't we just make a gaming CrubCon YouTube convention where we just bring our friends in and then realize we don't have a plan to entertain people and then get sued. I mean, it's the just better TMG, business bureau. but never mind. I, I shouldn't make fun of their. It's uh, like TMG, but we can do it in like January. Yeah. It's TMG, but Trav and I have a panel. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> The stars have aligned. Uh, just do it up. Do it up here in Canada. It'll be cheaper. No. You know, no. If we I, if we took it to, to like Vancouver, they would probably fund it. Actually. Oh, true. We could get a grant. I mean, uh, yeah. wait. Hold on. Is it yeah. Hacks or Magfest that we qualify for just immediate guest validation? I think, I think both. Okay. CrubCon, we definitely do. Yeah. Oh, CrubCon, yeah. everyone Dude, I gets mean, passes. I still might get rejected from CrubCon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I, I did actually, I thought of yes. another legendary E3 moment, which, and I'm going to be a bit, to I'm going to be a little toxic here with this one. Um, cause it's, hey guys, it's, have a good one. Uh, <laughs> welcome to no, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just console war toxicity. Um, it, you know, but it's PS3 the, shares your game or whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So in, in 20, yeah, 2013, you had Xbox's conference. That was when they were still doing it um in the morning e3 monday instead of instead of sunday night um right. and xbox yeah. comes on and they do their whole this is a cable box it needs to be always online yeah. whole thing and then you have like a few hours later sony come out and be like yeah you can you can just share your games and shit and they yeah, got they this like a uproarious applause like the applause at that e3 was was unparalleled i i, I don't think i've seen anything like it since uh and there was also that little that cute video they they shared um, yeah. with Shuhei Yoshida and Adam Boys of just sharing the game. Yeah, just and it handing was, each other the game a disc. Yeah, yeah it was. was so, so shady. Like, it was, but I loved it. I, It is the it is the the PlayStation gamer in me at heart, and I try not to be this the console war person, because what's the fucking point? But also, oh, it's, it's vindicating. It's just it's, nice to see. The pettiness that we see nowadays isn't as fun. Yeah. A because it's mostly on Twitter. B yep. because most of it involves a currently ongoing legal case. And <laughs> right. like like the the after the Sony showcase, the the Xbox Twitter dropped like a oh man, look at all these games and they're all like games that were at the Sony showcase that are also coming to Xbox because of course they are. Yeah. Um because like, I think I think the only thing that Sony showed off that were not coming to Xbox are Final Fantasy and Spider-Man. There might be one or two more, but I think it's just those two. Was Marathon um, coming? Yeah, yeah, that's cross-platform. Oh, really? I didn't think it would be considering. It's like a PvP it? shooter. Shut up. No, but it, but Bungie's owned by Sony. <laughs> okay, and so it. So, so you it think might they be might exclusive? They might. It might be PC it. and PC and PS. It, it might be just PC. That's fair. What whatever whatever the case, there was there was an Xbox tweet that was like, "Yeah, look at all these games," and like it, everyone's like, "Haha, owned," and I'm like, "Man, you guys are not funny anymore." Like nobody. I don't know. Shade used to be better. That's you, you true. used to have to be more they than just a that. tiny bit witty. Like, I might have felt like that was the right kind of petty, but I know that Xbox showcase is going to come and go, and I'll be like, what was that that thing again? Uh, whatever. I mean, I'm that, not playing that's an Xbox game this year anyway, because yeah. there's just nothing coming. <laughs> Xbox is set up for success. They just don't do anything with that potential. Like, they have 
all of these studios now, all of them that make good games, they just don't release any games under Xbox. The two, yeah. the two biggest games released by the Microsoft Xbox brand, I'll, I'll give them three. Since the launch of Halo, specifically, the only game that they released a year after launch, uh, Age of Empires 4, which I think came out before Halo, actually. Um, Pretty good. So that one, that one counts. And then two games that were shadow dropped, Pentiment and Hi-Fi Rush. <laughs> That's it. I can't wait for Scalebound. That game's going to be awesome. Yeah. I've been looking forward just, to that one. Oh, like, like you said, Chris, like that shade would mean more if it was coming from a brand that was thriving and not publicly moaning on an Xbox podcast that, oh, well, we never had a chance because you need more than games to sell a console. And it's like, I mean, if you had stopped, if you hadn't stopped making games in 2013, I don't know. Yeah. Shot in the dark. I want to cover myself. Forza Horizon, pretty cool. Hi-Fi Rush, amazing. Age of Empires, awesome. Pentiment looks pretty cool. I don't look forward to Xbox Um, games, though. When did Horizon come out most recently? Was that before Halo or after Halo? Oh, gosh. I I think that was their only launch-level game. I think that was their, like, 2020. Yeah. I want to say. Because Forza 8 or 9 or whatever, it's not numbered anymore. The the new mainline Forza is coming out soon. Oh, and um, I'm sorry. Flight Sim. Oh, yeah, how, that was a good one, apparently. I, sim? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Xbox. <laughs> Are we done? I think we're done. I feel <laughs> like we've wrapped up by this point. <laughs> what's, what's, our, what, wait, what's our one more thing? Oh, we can't just not have one if we're, we're going to kill Brody live. Oh, what? shit. One more thing. I don't think I have a one more thing. One more thing. If uh, you're I a have company a video going up after the stream, that could be a one more thing. That's, That's true, but we'll save that one more thing for the post show because then the, <laughs> you're not going to plug a VOD to viewers a week from now. <laughs> what do you mean? And for eternity. What was your one more thing, Chris? My one more thing is my desperate plea to game developers. If you're a publisher and you feel the need to do a direct thing and tie all your disparate games that appeal to different audiences into one show, don't bother. Just don't. If I want to know Apex Legends news, I don't want to sit through every EA game I don't care about yeah. just for the one thing. Just well, tweet like, about it on your dedicated accounts. That's all we need. Yeah. We don't, I don't, mean, they don't just bother. do it because you have to watch it. It's sales. It's advertising. It's like that <sighs> TV that now will uh, not let you skip the ad until it tracks your eyes to know that you watched it. That is, is this, just... Is this a thing? Yeah, that's oh, a, they're like that. slowly rolling it out as a uh, discount. I, th- I want to say in some areas it's a free TV. Uh, but right, you have to it. watch the ads, and it has a camera that makes sure you're watching the ads. My one more thing is <laughs> coming this summer, Crub Plus. Ooh. You say Crub Crust? That's a great first idea for the content right. on Crub, Crub Plus. Crub Crust, actually, is is coming uh, to a local pot pizza and is Crub Crust when Justin pizza, makes us watch Yummy Boy videos? <laughs> local pizza chain, because uh, I don't think I any of the national chains would do well with, with Crub, because I don't I don't think I trust any of them. I love double stuffed Crub Crust. Crub Plus, uh, give us ninety nine dollars and we'll show you one trailer for Crub a year. We'll send you the MP4 pack of our intros. Uh, I found my one more thing. Um, <laughs> Which is, I found my one more yeah, thing. It's just under yeah. a drawer somewhere. Good podcast, yeah, uh, guys. 
Yeah, well, mine's mine's an, mine's more of an uh, announcement, I suppose. So it so it fits. Um, which is that oh, I've boy. gone into my I've gone into my Google Docs, and I have found, in fact, a a document. I found a few documents with the oh. with the the word remake in the title, but this one specifically, I have it as the remake rubric dash episode one. And just as a quick check, it's twenty five pages, and there looks to be at least eighteen episodes planned. So we're stealth announcing these streams where <laughs> we just let you read that and we play voice so, clips of us going whoa every three the, minutes wow well, here's, the, here's the best part like, very I, in the can clips i have bro, i have crazy <laughs> damn that's nuts bro i have i have here a note um episode i have episode 16 16 a b and c all of which are I think I planned on remaking the videos I had already made as part of the statement. Each. I remember this part. (sighs) Yeah, I... I have titles and stuff in here. I'm not going to say any of them right now. We don't have time, but just want to know that it is there. Great. That will be be something we do at some point, because we have to. That is our one piece. 1,000 episodes from now. We'll circle back and finish (laughs) that one off, I think. That'll be the Brody arc. (laughs) Yes. All right. I'm calling it there. That's the end of this week's episode of the Crubcast. Thank you for getting with us to the end of this. It sure was a ride that went all over the place all the time. As a reminder, we said it earlier, we stream this live 7 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays at twitch.tv slash crub underscore official. We are on every major podcast platform I can think of. If there is one you want to use that we don't seem to be using, add us crub official on Twitter. I will look into it. But Apple, Spotify, Google, we're there. We're on iHeartRadio for some reason. Uh, we have a TikTok, Crub Official. We have an Instagram, Crub Official. If you want to watch this, but for like a minute at a time, check those out. And yeah, podcast goes up one minute Friday mornings each. I do have Ooh. one one more thing for us to end on. So Chris, one more thing when you're ready to end the stream, the end, yes. the, end the show. So much. Uh, everyone who's on this call right now, look under your chairs. Oh. I found Whoa! your dads. I don't want to look. Your da- your dads are here. No. I, I don't like that he's down there. A ping pong ball. Your your dad's been under the table the whole time. How did you how did you do that? Like how did you get him? He he might have been he might have been <laughs> given sloppy, I don't know. Good goodbye. How do you not Bye everybody.